Lance Yevin. This is episode number 36. Mike Ford. Ford Tough. Ford Tough. I'm going to start off with something that's not tough. That would be the New York football giants. They are not tough. No. They are gross. This week was the battle of gross versus grosser. All right, I'm going to bleep this out. This was the, actually, no, I'm not going to do it. This was a terrible game. This was like the battle you of could, horrible you, teams. You need to bleep yourself out when you talk yeah, about this team. Being a Giants fan, I grew up surrounded by Giants fans. You are so used to positive things happening. Whether you're a 9-7 and team battling for a playoff spot, you still know they had that flair to possibly make a run for the Super Bowl. They had fight. And they, did. they had toughness. They were almost as tough as a Ford pickup truck. Now they're showing nothing of that. As if we had advertising. But we yes. don't. We also should mention before we get too into this, we are a Clovercrest Clover Media, Media Group, Group podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was a anyway to football. Anyway, thank you. This episode, we're going to talk a little bit about football, a little bit about hockey, a little bit about basketball, but let's start with the pigskin. Okay. NFL season is quite underway. We are. We're about 10 weeks in. Midway to all the way to the midway. A little past the midway. We you get to know who's who and what's what, and let's start off with how god awful. Both New York football teams are. Where does one begin? One begins with an excellent stat that you found out for us. The most winning team in October in all of New York. Is not the Giants. Is not the Jets. It's not the Knicks. Is not the Nets. It's the Yankees. The New York Yankees. The Yankees had five wins in October. (laughs) Who is it? Three against... Three against the Twins and two against the Astros. I know. Anyways, I will say this. The five wins of the New York Yankees beat the likes of the Jets and Giants, both going over in their season opener. And then the Knicks going 1-4 and and the Nets going 1-3 in in October. Now that one win they had was against the Knicks. Don't even get me started with that. So somebody had to win there. Of course, yes. The battle of the New York toilet bowl in the court. (laughs) I will say... Interesting stuff kind of going on with the Nets. I don't want to get too much into basketball just yet. Because no, because you're going to get an angry James talking about the Nets and how they give up like 160 points a game, it feels like. But Kyrie, man, he's like a disease. You got to strap on to the side of his contract. We will also be dealing with his nonsense. Things such like Antonio Brown brought towards us at the beginning of the football season. He... I heard a story. He refused to pose for a picture, a mm-hmm. team picture in China. Yep. He refused to take his hat off. Now, that's before the season's even begun. No, this was the preseason. You already have drama like that happening. What's your take on the pretty boy? Well, the pretty boy. First of all, the pretty boy has been outstanding on the court. Kyrie. I will have to say this. You know me, I was not the biggest fan of this move when they signed him. But you're happy to have him. On the court, but, you know, on the court, if you can't On the court is all you can say because that's that's the only place he's good. If you can't handle things off the court, get the hell off my team. Off the the court, he seems to think the earth is flat and ships fall off and he thinks all these crazy things. Now, the media did ask... Mood (laughs) swings. Moods. He's had mood swings. Uh, Now, let's say... People have asked Durant, who are, who is his friend, people have asked him, hey, you think you could say something to him to maybe reel him in a little bit? And quoted, uh, when, when asked this, Kevin Durant mentioned something like, 
Kyrie is an artist. Oh, yes. Remember this? We've had this discussion. Did we? Yeah, we did. Because artist is just another word for high-strung, high-maintenance. And guess Superficial. What? It works in New York because the media is big. But you know what they'd rather have? Some W's. Some wins. Yes, because apparently there's a lack of W's going on in... It's going to be a long few months until we get back into baseball season. Let's get started with that. And we'll pull it back into football by talking yes, about... Yes, of course. The gross versus grosser game. The okay. New York Jets versus the New York Giants. First of all, uh. let me get started. First of all, Giants, shame on you <laughs> for losing to the Jets. How does that happen? It just so happens that the Miami Dolphins supposedly seem, and the Bengals, seem to be the worst team in football, and the Jets just lost to them. So losing to them... Losing to the Dolphins, you figure this gives the Giants a little bit of hope. that A they little actually, edge. A little edge that they could actually beat them. But my good, first of all, before we get into the Giants and Jets, how about that Monday night embarrassment of a football game against the Cowboys and they yeah. kept on blaming it on the Black Cat? Yeah, it was, oh, it was a few days after Halloween. Halloween's still in the air. The Black Cat runs onto the field and we all know that's bad luck, like walking under a ladder. Well, it was 13 to 12 at one point. Then I woke up. It was like 37 to 13, the final. I'm yeah. like, how the hell does this happen? Yeah. You know, here's the thing, man. I... <laughs> just say it. Just Giants football. They're not playing like Giants. They're what playing happened, like, man? They're playing like this right now. They're playing like tinies. You went and had yourself a couple of Super Bowls. All right. We all know that can't last. We all know the Eli story. It got a little gross at the end there. He couldn't move in the pocket. The man couldn't really play quarterback ben anymore. Ben McAdoo benched him for Geno Smith. Geno. West Virginia pride. Geno. Is he still playing? Eh, he's a backup somewhere. If he but is. anyway, the point is, is that the Giants, ever since their Super Bowl win of 2012, yeah, that was them. And now we have a little bit of hope bubbling up with Daniel Jones, who at first number six pick in the draft, people were like, "What? Why?" With all these other options, Dwayne Haskins was still on the, on the table. They yeah, didn't but even go it's for not him. looking that hot either. I mean, granted, Dwayne Haskins is on the Redskins, and anybody's starting, even if Kyler Murray, I think, was on the Redskins, he would, couldn't really help them out. I'm pretty sure the Redskins for quarterback, they could pick up someone at the nation's capital and then throw him in as a quarterback. The Rumpelstiltskins are just not that good. The NFC East is not that good. The Giants used to be the leader of that. Now you got the Eagles kind of battling the Cowboys, but it's also, I don't really believe in either of those teams. No, because Cowboys, Dak Prescott wants $40 million, but he's playing like he deserves $4. No, I, uh, I will strongly disagree with that. He does, he should not be asking for $40 million. I will agree with that. But you look if you watch last night's Mon uh, Sunday night game against the Vikings, the Cowboys have won huge problem. They always come out flat. Literally, they're always down 14 nothing to start the game. And then you have to ask them to turn on. Now, that is a bad sign of bad coaching. Just undisciplined, not ready to go right at the kickoff. Of course. But Dak is actually playing very well. He put together a beautiful performance last night. And 
to no avail. Maybe it's just me being a cowboy hater. And well, you're a giant fan. You and can, a huge Dak Prescott hater. Too, but you can so. definitely say that. He should not be asking for $40 million, dude. Also... No I, quarterback should be asking for $40 million. No, I, I mean, you look at the quarterbacks that do deserve that money, and let's look at Tom Brady real quick. The guy took less money so his team could sign better players, and just he's that's what a winner does. Now, granted, he has a lot of things going on off the field where he makes a lot of money, and his wife is... Giselle. Giselle Bunchin, supposedly the cool, the hottest woman in the world. Hottest woman in the world. Doesn't She's making complain money. about anything. She makes money. Uh, so you look at that, you got Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's making his money. But Dak, you know, the idea of setting the market like that, it's just, you gotta get it, you gotta get W's first, man. It's, it's unrealistic. It's just, yeah, and I get security in a sport of football where there ain't none. You could get hurt and it could go away at any minute. But look at this. You just, you're on a Dallas Cowboys team that has hype every year. You just, don't do it. You barely make the playoffs, and if you do, you don't win there. It's the name, America's team. So, of course, they have that expectation every year, year in, year out. Especially with Dak's rookie season, him and Zeke. I like Dak. I love Dak. They took everything by storm. You figured they were going to win a Super Bowl, but it seems like... There's just been problems with yeah, the Yeah, and it's also like with America's team, like you're saying, they don't need that extra drama. You know, you had this whole offseason deal with Ezekiel Elliott and re-signing him. Who refused to play until he got signed, which first of exactly. all, that's a crybaby move. As it's, it's also tougher at the running back position. We understand they're way more likely to, they're getting hit every game. Yeah, they're more likely to get a concussion. More likely to have their injury end. And so we get the idea of security and money in that. But the way you go about it is to, I don't know, be a professional. And the Dallas Cowboys just always are in the news for the wrong reasons. And that whole thing, granted, yeah, you signed them, but at the same time, I have this thing. Yes, you got to pay your big players. You just have to. It's just the way it goes. But... Whenever somebody signs a huge contract, they always have a big, uh, I feel like, you know, it's not that he's running any less hard or making worse cuts, but he's not put up any numbers so are you saying? So are you saying because he got this big contract, he's more just relaxed and he's like, you know what, if I get, I don't know, one carry for like three yards, I'm still getting paid the big money? Yeah, I, similar to I, that? I, feel like, I feel like when players make a big sign and get that big paycheck... Not that they, not that they pull it back, but that hunger, that hunt is not in there anymore. Non-existent. That, that wolf isn't in there, and it's not. I don't want to call him out and say he's playing terrible, but he's not playing like the what average we're used game. To for, no, no, the average exactly the average game for him so far is like twenty carries for forty yards. I mean, that's, he's getting stuffed. That's gross. He's, he's gross, and so. Dak has actually been primarily the biggest part of the offense. So I say good for you, Dak, but still, you got to win, man. You got to bring W's to that Jerry Jones, and he ain't going to sign those checks, man. So, nonetheless. What about those offensive weapons? Like, he has Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper as well. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup guy, he's galloping around. And Gallup's a perfect name for a wide receiver, by the way, especially on a Cowboys team who ride horses and they gallop around. Come on, they should. That's, a, that's ironic, actually. They I should have run with that, that somewhere. Now. That's um, awesome. Commercial. Actually. But uh, nonetheless, I digress. There's only so much you can say about the NFC East. The Bush League. More like playing the NFC Yeast infection. Uh, 
I'll say this. I knew you were going to say that for a second. Football is fun. Football's back. It's, I think, one of the best seasons in a while. I've been looking forward to it. And I'm going to transition over to the other side of the... Well, not pond. There's no pond. There's got to be a small pond in between. But we're going to Pittsburgh. My Pittsburgh Steelers. Why wow, we go from uh, the New York Tinies to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, with the, with a big... the legend of the Steel Curtain and the big Ben Roethlisberger and all the drama. You and Mason Rudolph practically dying for like six, like yeah, he, he, he almost died. He, yeah, he got annihilated. He, 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 almost died, he almost died like this, pretty much. For those of you, yes, exactly like that. And his middle, and his middle finger was actually up. There was a game where he got hit square and just was his lights were out. I saw that video at, as soon as you mentioned that. I'm like, ooh. It was bad. He got hit so hard that his body stiffened up and stayed in the same position when it hit the ground. That is bad. That is scary. And no one, you, you never want to see that. But a little uh, Duck comes in for their third string quarterback. I don't know why they call him Duck. I don't get it. And I still don't get it. Does he quack across the field? Dev. Devlin Hodges, Duck Devlin Hodges. I don't get it. But anyways, maybe he's an Oregon Duck. Maybe. I don't know. That's bad of me for not knowing. Because it's been hard following the Steelers this year. It's just been hard. Hey, at least you guys are above 500. Until the last four weeks. Yes. We're 4-0 in our last four games. Granted, we've played garbage and garbage tech and garbage state. But we just beat the Rams yesterday. First of all, eh, the Rams, you know, they're not having the best year, but eh. We finally got a respectable what? win. What the hell happened to the Rams? I don't know. And uh, what I don't get. They have the pieces. Yeah. They almost have a similar team they had last year, if not slightly better. Yeah. They Getting do. Clay Matthews, acquiring Jalen Ramsey. They look like crap, though. Yeah. They look Something, bad. Something's wrong with them. Todd they, Gurley's like... he. First Todd Gurley's definitely either hurt or something's up because he's not playing like he could. That offense isn't as sexy as it could. You know what? I think tail, the tail is always oldest time in NFL. What happens is you're good at something, the league's going to figure it out eventually. Just like in all sports, pitchers that have certain pitches, their cutter is this way, and you pick it up after the first couple of months, maybe a year. you got to keep it fresh. And I think the Rams' offense, whatever was clicking – Ain't clicking no mo. Mm-mm. It's like the it's like the other team knows what exactly what they're going to do precisely. Because Jared Goff had two interceptions I saw in the last uh, last game against you guys. Pittsburgh Steel Curtain. Now, granted, I can barely name any of their offensive weapons because even James Conner he ain't playing either. Juju, Juju Smith Schuster had really hasn't been a target. Yeah, he hasn't been doing much. He's been doing his mediocre, but he had had you know a couple games where he had five for a hundred and a touchdown and seven for seventy five. But for the most part, it's been like three for forty. And he's had to use other weapons. And they've been eking out some tough wins. They beat the Colts. They beat the Colts. But I think the Colts had a backup in. I'm not sure at that time. Anywho, it's exciting. Good positivity. You know, it was a garbage, awful-looking year. With you, you had Le'Veon Bell leave. You had it, the Antonio Brown drama, and he wah, left. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. And Ben Roethlisberger going down early. Didn't look good. Just didn't look good. And you thought the season was done, especially when you won't go one and four. It just hurts. It smells. It stinks. But then, four straight wins. All of a sudden, we're back in it. Five and four, baby. Hey, it's amazing. You know, that's the NFL for you. That is the NFL for you. 
Other yeah. amazing day. What were you gonna say? Well, I was about to say you guys are doing good. My guys are still crapping the bed each night. <laughs> Pat Shermer needs to go. <laughs> hey, if you don't win in New York, it's a lot of extra pressure. Just saying. Two and eight. Ew. Unacceptable. Is it that bad? Two and eight. Yes. Tanking for two a two and eight ain't gonna be good enough though, because there's teams like the Bengals in the league. Ew. Can't and be the, as bad as them. And the Dolphins. And the Jets. And who you lost to? Yeah. Just saying. Other interesting things that happened in the NFL. The Saints got murdered by the Falcons. Uh, what? The one in seven Falcons? Yeah. How does that happen? Now this happens in the NFL. You know. It's big boys, grown men, professional athletes going out there every Sunday. And you like to think that some teams don't take a week off. But if you're the Saints and you're rolling, you had your backup, Teddy Bridgewater, come in and do awesome things. It was perfect, I think. Yeah, and then I think he had, yeah, maybe he had one loss. If not one loss, but anyway. But he was great. He was like 5-1 or something like that. Then Drew Brees comes back. They're even better, you think. You don't suspect something like this. The Falcons who are just falling yeah. apart. Yeah. This is this is my look, by the way. It seems like the Falcons, ever since they blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Which I enjoyed, by the way. That was probably the last time I gambled because it has been a long time. And that was one of the most exciting second halves to watch. And when James White crossed the finish... And also, I remember it being one of those games where it was like a three-and-a-half point cover. So yeah. a field goal would have done nothing for the OT. And they ended up needing a touchdown in OT. And when James White crossed in the OT, oh, my God, what a comeback by the Patriots. Still an, still an awesome comeback to this day. Crazy catch made by uh, that other white guy they got. Julian Edelman? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a bunch of white guys on the team, but they do well. And they do things. And uh, football is football. And things like that will happen. Great comebacks will happen. Good teams will lose at times. I don't think we need to worry about the Saints. No, and then there's surprises like the game we're watching right now. The San Francisco 49ers are still perfect on the season. They're 8-0. Un- unbelievable. And they're up 10 to nothing. Yeah, they're beating the, uh, the old Hawks of the Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think once our boy Russell Wilson, who I respect, and you said off camera. I respect him. I respect that man. Consummate professional. There's some. There's a smoothness that he brings to the Seahawks that it seems like everybody wants to play for Russell Wilson. Absolutely. And not only is he married to Sierra. Oh yeah. He is smooth on and off the field. I will say he is smooth in the pocket. He is that guy who really extends plays by rotating, running around. He's also a very little guy too, so he adds a lot of quickness to, to his game. And I will say, the game of football with. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, showing us that it can he, be a running yeah. quarterback's league. He, he may be an MVP, by the way, Mr. He, Lamar Jackson. And it's He's, between Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Lamar right Jackson, now. did you see that touchdown he had yesterday? He did like a 360 against a defender and literally... I saw him spin somebody out. Or and sp- not to mention, they also destroyed the Bengals like 49-13. It is so the Bengals. It is the Bengals. But... I digress. I yes. will say Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson are. Sh- they're the, that's Russell Wilson. I think is a perfect. Now nobody's going to be an athlete like Lamar. I mean, maybe a couple more will come along and eventually. But Lamar Jackson is doing things like they ran the triple option yesterday in the NFL. Oh, yes. they ran the triple option, and you got your backup quarterback being RG three, who is a perfect 
backup quarterback for them, by the way. Of course. Because you worry about Lamar getting injured, the amount of hits he's going to take. But he did run the ball. I remember that. He ran the ball about 20 times a game last year. This year he's averaging 10 to 12. So that's smart. Pick your battles when to run him. So he's not running. So he's running a lot less than he did last year. Yeah, but he's still getting the yards. And he's, oh yeah, and he's, he's scrambling, getting, extending plays. He's getting like a hundred yards. But you couldn't, more. you couldn't foresee, you know, rushing him twenty times a game and have that not turn into an injury eventually. It's a smart thing to do. Have him go about ten times a game. But still, it's working. Russell Wilson is that guy who maybe doesn't have the speed to necessarily do that, but. He is. He uses his quickness in the pocket and to and out of the pocket, rolling out to extend those plays. And you can't hate the guy. You just can't hate Russell Wilson. No, especially you when, can fear him, but you can't hate. Also, him. when he has a target like uh, Tyler Lockett, who is just nothing but exciting. And my boy time. DJ Metcalf. Oh yeah, he's. Remember, I was hyping him. I was hyping him before the season started. I saw some highlights of him at. I think it was Ole Miss where he went, but that they, sounds about right. They had a special on him. And he got so emotional when he got drafted in whatever round it was. I love that. His dream was coming true. And you don't see that in players very often. You don't see these guys break down and show you their non-warrior side. their more sensitive side. And to any true warrior, I believe, they are warrior of the body and mind. And heart. And I feel like watching him cry and get his dream come true, he's someone very aware of the moment. And aware of the greatness of what he's got ahead of him. And... He's been great. He's been a great weapon for Russell Wilson. So he's, he's also jacked beyond belief. I remember I saw he is so jacked. I saw a photo of him. It was like with him, like two other guys. I'm like, uh, is this human? Yeah, no, <laughs> they are not human. Most football players are not human. Definitely not, especially if you're a line or working on the offensive or defensive line. You're like 300 pounds. Yeah, it's like, hey, we need you to be really strong and fast. But eat all of this. Larry just, just be as big as Larry possible. just eat like the biggest pile of like pastrami sandwiches, and then you'll be good to go. <laughs> pastrami sandwiches. Because of okay, that was the first thing that came to my mind. What came to my mind was egg rolls, like Asian food. I just pictured tons of Asian food. I don't know why. Well, pastrami is high on calories and it's delicious. <laughs> Look at James being a little <laughs> food person. He's like, yes, pastrami, high, pastrami on rye with a little mustard. With a little, little sauerkraut and a little Thousand Island dressing and Ooh. a Reuben. Here we go. Reuben. That is delicious. I'm Reuben, getting, Reuben's are my favorite sandwiches in the whole world. I am getting hungry. We just completely digress, courtesy of my appetite. But we digress again and say football is back. Still doing good. Excited. Big stuff happening. Yes. You look at the Green Bay Packers, who actually have a little bit of a defense this year. They're exciting. And Rodgers looks pretty good. You dude. look at the Vikings, who... Are finding it again. And Kirk Cousins is, uh, you like that? Some more often. Yeah. He's not apologizing anymore. Nope. But uh, nonetheless, I will say, football all still, I think, goes through the Patriots. Always. I know they lost to the Ravens, and that was exciting. That, that was, was their cool. first actual real competition this year, though. Yeah. And I will say this. However, you can't go against Bill Belichick a second time and think it's going to be that easy. I've been going against Bill Belichick for like five times in the last like ten years. And look, I'll just say a side note, Russell Wilson just scrambled for like 13 yards. Look at that! To give themselves a reasonable third and three. Look at that! Fourth and 90. But I will say this, the Patriots, you just, you beat them once, shame on you. Or whatever I'm trying to say. Beat them twice, shame on. I don't know, shame on myself for even trying to say that statement. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> I was thinking that, uh, what was that J. Cole song? I forgot. 
there's like Romans, there's like a little like George Bush thing like in the middle of it. But anyway, the point is, like, I have no idea because my uh, my music knowledge basically is heavy metal and dubstep, and that's about it. Good, my heavy metal. I do like metal. a little rap, a little I like Absol. Really, mine is a uh, more uh, Zeppelin, ACDC, you are, the Beatles, you are the, the classics, Beatles. you are the classic rock, nothing but a classic human being, I guess. You are classic, like a classic car, sleek, quaffed, ever playing, and on the always, radio, and always ready to go. Perfectly said. Now, with that said, football, some excitement. Patriots, look out. Chiefs. That was a tough yeah, lot. That was a tough You just lost to the Titans. You made Ryan Tannehill look like a friggin' all star. Yeah, yeah, that was also probably the, the best game like I've seen in a while too. And you know what I will say is the offense, no question, is still there. Their offense is great for the Chiefs. But good God, do something about your defense. You need to stop. You, you think you're gonna stop? See, that's one thing I've been. Anybody good if, if you can't stop the freaking Titans? That's one thing I've been learning in sports. They're good at one thing, but they're not good at the other thing. They're not a complete. There's not a lot of complete teams. I've realized. Well said. Well said. And definitely, the Chiefs are one of those who have needed that defense to step up. Last year, they were in a shootout with the Patriots, and they did lose that shootout. What was that like? Forty-five, forty-one, something like that. Oh, the AFC Championship game. Yeah. It was like thirty-seven. It was like thirty-seven, like thirty-one, and it's like, and also the Chiefs got got robbed on a couple of bad calls. Oh from yeah, number two. I remember that. And none, no other call was worse than the call against the Saints. Oh my goodness! You mean the the call that New Orleans Saints are probably still upset about? Yes, they have some things time. to forget because their year is going on smooth. You do realize there's like a day. In like in New Orleans, definitely on Bourbon Street, where they marked "Hate the NFL Refs Day" just for that oh, one yeah. call. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and also because they're also Bourbon Street is Bourbon Street, and it's uh, you don't forget when you go there, or you do forget because you drink a lot of alcohol. Well, there's a reason why it's called Bourbon Street. That's probably where they went after that game because they yeah. drank so much bourbon. There's no other way to get through that but pain relieving alcohol. But you have a chance this year. To forget. And I will say, one thing that's been bugging me a lot has been the NFL calls. The new idea that you can challenge, like, a offensive pass interference. Oh, that's and the fact that it's being challenged at the right times. But the NFL is, like, too arrogant to overturn some of these calls that are blatantly wrong. It's like, this call was so bad, but no, we, we, we can't change that. How about that call, uh, what was it, earlier in this game that we're watching? What was it, a pass interference? Pass interference call. Like, literally, Got it was this. Yeah. And I'm like, now, that's that pass interference. Yeah. Like, kiss my ass. Get and, out of and here. And we get it, ref. Like, sometimes you don't have line of sight, but don't do the thing where you're assuming contact or assuming anything. If you see hands on a guy, get it. But make sure you see the hand grip the jersey or see something that make you blow that whistle. I don't like when refs are too involved in games. And... That was one thing. I'll bring this back to college football. It was a pleasant watch to watch the Minnesota Golden Gophers face Penn State Nittany Lions in Minnesota. It was pleasant because there was not a single flag thrown for like two quarters. It was football, baby. I wish I was able to see that game. And not that they let people, you know, not that it was one of those games where they let them play a little bit. And yeah, it was a great game to watch. I know. I had other things that we will talk about a little bit later. It was a 12 o'clock start, so it was great. You had that, and then right after you had 3.30, you had LSU at Bama. Woo! What a day for college football. Probably the most anticipated college football game of the year, most likely. Yeah. And now, before I say that, I will say, Minnesota, you deserve your props. 
You had the lead the whole the whole way through. You held it. You ranked 17. You ranked 17, which is like no respect. Granted, you hadn't played anybody really that good. Until uh, uh, number four Penn State decided to come into town. And then, uh, hey, they sent him home packing. You know, it's like, guess what? Golden Govers, you got to give them respect. Where do you rank them now? They just beat the number four team. It's almost as if they you... got to go up a little bit. You get a little bit. They almost got to be in the top four. Like, by statistics, you say... Oh, they don't have a strong. They have a strength of schedule. They don't have a, a good win. That's the good win. Yes, they're at home. They're amped up. But nonetheless, I think Minnesota's future is set because they have. I think there was Iowa coming, Wisconsin coming. They have a couple more big games to prove themselves, and I think they have a game against Ohio State too. That's a good start, though. What they got against, but a great start. Do you think this is what Penn State fans after the game they like? We are Penn State with the. We are Penn State. We are. Getting kicked out of the top four. We, we are! Got defeated by Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> but we say, nonetheless, LSU, Bama, what a game. That was also a great game. Two undefeated teams at one point. Yes. And nonetheless, we say, what was that, Tua, on that opening? I swear to God, it was, oh, the, it oh, was the, the, <laughs> the, the, the invisible fumble. It was a huge 14-point swing. Ella, or Bama's driving down the field right away. It's like, all right, here we go. Offensive game. Yep. And Tua fumbles out of nowhere. First like, of all, it looked like a clear touchdown. Yeah. If he went into the end zone, but it literally looked like... Uh, well, he wasn't going to He wasn't gonna score on that play, but on that yeah. drive, they were going to score. On that drive, I meant. Okay. But he had, yeah, he had, like you said, nobody... He had the ball tucked, too. It looked like he just lost control of it. It just squirted out of his arm. It was weird. Uh, was that on uh, SportsCenter's not top 10 plays? Probably. That definitely has it to had be, like, number... Man. That has to be, like, number, like, two. Because it set the tone. It was like, uh... And then for the rest of the game... And LSU in that first half was punching them in the throat. And right before halftime, you're down 13 points. They have 24 seconds on the clock. And Bama and Tua tries to go the length of the field in 20 seconds. And what do they do? They throw an interception. Ball comes back. Now it's in Bama territory. And guess what? There's like 13 seconds. And guess what happens? They give up another touchdown. There was a huge like 14-point swing right before the half and a huge 14-point swing right to start the game because what would have been a looking like a Bama touchdown, LSU marched down the whole field and took the 7-0 lead. And, man, it didn't get any really closer for that until Bama did fight back in the second half. Najee Harris, beast. This is, so this is what I missed. It was a great game. And you thought the game was over. It was a two-score game. There was like... Less than a minute left. And what does Tua do? He's a great deep ball thrower. Throws a bomb. And also, that is a that is why we were saying off air that college is fun to watch sometimes. Because there are more mistakes and it's exciting. But they were playing pressed up against the wide receiver. Yeah. When you're up 13 points in less than a minute, back off. Let everything stay underneath you. Don't make a mistake over the top. And the guy got behind him and the guy scored on a... It was like a video game touchdown. Like, what do you do? Hail Mary? Uh, and he caught the Hail Mary. They scored. So it was back to a one-score game, and it was another realistic nail-biter. But either way, LSU punching thunder down Bama's throat. Roll Tide? No. No Tide. No Tide. Get, it's low Tide. Low Tide and get out. LSU, who I like. I've always been a fan of LSU. But, well, ancient... Nope. Ancient are the days of the 9-6 to Alabama-LSU game. Joe Burrow and Tua, that was an offensive showdown, and both of them combined through for over 700 yards passing. Najee Harris and 
Hillel Claire, or I don't know how to pronounce it. Hilaire. I'm sorry for getting... Hi, Lair. How are you? <laughs> sorry for getting your last name wrong, but the short but stocky running back for LSU, stud. Catching everything on the backfield. Najee Harris, like I said, great guys. Great game. And, uh, well, that was a great episode, I have to say. It was a lot of information to talk to those. A lot of information getting scorched down on our throat. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat the sentence you just said because it was kind of funny. A lot of information getting scorched down our throat. Scorched? I like it. Scorched? Sh- shoved? Pressed. Either way, we're coming at you down your throat. We want you guys to hit us up on social media. Where can they find us, James? You can find us on Twitter at Life Pinstripes, Instagram Life and Pinstripes, Audio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere practically. Find us. We're out there. We appreciate you listening. It's been a great episode. Comment us, even if you call us snowflakes again. Yes, remember that? You called us snowflakes and we gave you a little fame. So hit us up either for the good or bad. We always want to get better. Of course. Thanks for listening, and it's been a great episode. And never forget to rock rock and or roll. roll.